On this edition of the Cubs Recap Podcast, Gordon Whitmire and I discussed the big extension that the Cubs got done with second baseman Nico Horner. Plus, baseball's back, baby. Gordon and I give you our season prediction. Welcome into the Cubs Recap Podcast, the presentation of our Recap YouTube channel and available anywhere you get your audio podcast. My partner's Gordon Wittenmeyer. I'm David Kaplan. Gordon, before we get to our season predictions with baseball back, we're recording this 48 hours before first pitch on Thursday when the Cubs host the Milwaukee Brewers. Why they're not playing in Milwaukee, I don't know. It's, it's indoors. Anyway. Nico Horner agrees to a three-year extension, two years of arbitration, one year of free agency. He'll still hit free agency at the age of 29, but he gets three years and $35 million. Can you please explain to everybody, in your opinion, why the Cubs would pay this amount of money and only buy out one year of free agency? Because that's what the player would give them. Look, if I'm one of the things that Chris Bryant talked about and the reason that he didn't take the Cubs offer was because where it would have put him as a free agent at the end of that deal, they would have bought out the front end of his free agency kind of at a discount. He would have been in his early mid thirties by the time he became a free agent. So it didn't make a lot of sense to him long-term similar with Nico. I mean, 29 is about as old as you want to be looking for that one big long-term deal if you put yourself in a position to earn that. So that's a nice, that's a nice middle ground for the team. I like this. I, I like this a lot because it shows uh, commitment on both sides. It shows goodwill on both sides. And we didn't see a lot of that with that last group. And, and it shows a pretty fair market value. He's going to get, he's going to get paid in arbitration. Maybe he would have had a chance to earn a little more in arbitration. He's going to get 20 million on that first free agent year which is more than fair, I think, as a projection from, from where he sits right now. And they can always tear this thing up in a year or two if they want and go long-term depending on where the team is, depending on where Nico's head's at, and, and so on. So I kind of like the deal. It's, it, it's something. They got something done with one of these guys. Yeah, it's nice to know that for the next three years, Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner, and you develop chemistry, and there is – your middle infield, and I think both guys are elite defensively. Both have a little bit of pop Dansby, a little bit more at this point of his career uh, than Nico, but I do think it gives you a rock-solid defensive middle. Uh, We'll see what the Cubs end up doing long-term in center field. I would think that's Pete Crow Armstrong, and if it's Pete Crow Armstrong in center, Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner, pretty damn solid. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, you talk about defense up the middle. That's that's where you start uh, when you build a foundation for a winning ball club and uh, defense in particular, because, right, defense doesn't slump. And, and then you go to pitching from there and then you try to score enough runs to win. I mean, th- this is this is what Jed has said and, and, and indicated he was doing with his actions since the start of the offseason. Are you surprised they did not get anything done with Ian Happ? And for, let me just say, I'm a huge Ian Happ guy. I like the person, I like the player, and I like the fact that he has openly said, he's told me and many others, 
I would like to retire as a cop. I'm marrying a Chicago area girl. I would like to make this my long-term home. Uh, but it takes two to tango. Do you think the fact that there is Pete Crow Armstrong and potentially Brennan Davis, say is Suzuki, uh, you don't know the future of Cody Bellinger if they want to keep him, Kevin Alcantara. They've got a number of quality outfielders in their system. That's why they didn't get anything done or the price was too exorbitant. They, they've got, I mean, you're kind of talking about both issues. They've got all that. That gives them a little bit of leverage. They've also got the resources. If they're going to pay top dollar, they can go out and get somebody in a couple of years. Um, and and uh, Ian is a businessman. I mean, more so than most ball players. He is. He's a player rep, and he's very involved in the union at a at a league level as well. He understands value and markets. He's not going to sign a, a, a deeply discounted deal just because he wants to stay here. And the Cubs don't have to give him much beyond at least some kind of a discount deal because, as you say, they've got these insurance policies behind him. And remember, last year was his breakout season. Yeah, it was the first year he had anything close to to wire to wire consistency, and he and it was his best defensive year after years of sort of being criticized that way. He still got to back it up. That's yeah. one year, and and I'm with you. I love the guy. He brings a lot to the table. Um, but he's, you know, do you bank on that for six years or whatever the deal? Yeah, I think he's a winning player. He did say to me, I asked him this direct question right here on the recap. I said, okay, are you a baseball player who happens to dabble in business or are you a businessman who happens to play baseball? He said, I'm the second. That's a great question and and an even better answer. Yeah. I like that. I, I, that's what I've observed, right? Now, I, I, I have this theory. I think that there's I think that at the end of the day, some level of discount might be worth his while for this reason, because he is such a savvy businessman. Remember, he, I don't know if you saw this just last week. They announced that that connected roasters company that he has. Yeah. They opened roasters. a brick and mortar outlet in the Chicagoland area. Correct. First one. So. He, he understands markets. He understands uh, his platform in this market. This is a whole lot different than if he were to go get top dollar with the Cincinnati Reds or if the Milwaukee Brewers wanted to spend a ton of money on him. This is Chicago. He's a businessman. There's a lot of value added to being in that market. And I think that no some doubt. of that's going to come into play by the end of the day on him. All right. So that is our thoughts on the Nico Horner three-year contract extension. Now let's start our season predictions. And by the way, as we're taping this, it's Tuesday afternoon. I ran up to Wrigley today to get my season credential. Oh, don't tell people this. I walk into the Cubs offices, the lobby of the building. And I went yesterday and there was, you know, 15 media types and they didn't have the credentials ready yet. I had to get to work. So I said, I'll be back tomorrow. I head up there. I double park my car. I know everybody around there. Like, yeah, just leave your car right there. You're good. I go in. I go up to the counter. Very nice lady who I've seen for 25 years. And she said, hey, Cap, how are you? Baseball's back. Yep. She said, I got your credential right here, but I need you to sign this piece of paper. And I picked up the credential <laughs> like this. And I go, excuse me, is that the same credential I used for the World Series this year? And she looked at me. She said, 
Oh man, I hope that oh, you good are God, man. You are a savant and you'll be able to like Nostradamus and get that right. And behind me is one of the Cubs vice presidents. He's like, Wow, I love your optimism. Yeah, let's go, baby. Baseball's back. Yeah, Nostradamus dumbass. You know, dude, I think you just saved the listeners a lot of time because we don't have to listen to any of your predictions at this point. We know what they're all going to be. Might as well just let me go. All right, here we go. Cubs breakout player. I'll let you go first. Well, we were just talking about him. I think it's Nico Horner. I think uh, he's he's the kind of guy that we've seen growth in him each year. Uh, and, and even with a little bit of a, a backstep a couple of years ago when he, you know, he went into the, he started the season in the minors in 2021, but ever since then, we've seen pretty linear growth out of him, which you don't always see. And now he's got that contract in hand. I think he's in a good place with veterans around him. There's something to play for. He's, he, uh, to borrow your term, he's, he's a winning type player. Yep. And, he is. and uh, I think he, I think he's going to dominate over there at second base uh, defensively. And he's uh, he's in a really good place to just continue doing a good job with the bat. I love the, his plate coverage uh, with the bat. I think he's the breakout guy this year. All right. For me, the breakout guy, I think it's actually – I'm shocked you didn't pick him. It is Hayden Wisniewski. He is going to roar in here. People are going to be like, that dude knows how to pitch. And I'm not telling you he's Greg Maddox. You're talking about one of the five greatest of all time. What I am telling you is he thinks like that. He pitches backwards. He understands, you know what? I don't want to face that dude. I'm going to walk him because I think I can get the next two guys. And then he can run it up there now, 94, 95, if he has to. But he's, he's got the, his, his slider is outstanding. So I'm slider's amazing. Hayden Wisniewski, breakout player. I am I am with you on that. Those are A and B to me. And that, that tells you how much I think of Nico to, to, to suggest that because I've got Wisniewski as my rookie of the year in the league over some of these other guys, like the Jordan walkers of the world, that are getting so much more pub. But I think with Snesky, the fact he's going to start in the rotation and get a full run. If he stays healthy, I'm with you cap. I mean, this guy has a chance to put up some innings and if he does, he's going to put up some numbers. It's going to be hard to ignore him on that rookie of the year ballot. All right. Our next one, which Chicago Cubs pitcher leads the team in wins. I'll go first this time. Uh, I think it's Justin Steele. Look, I, if Hendricks is healthy, uh, you know I'm a huge Kyle Hendricks guy. He's just not going to have enough innings logged on his arm to be able to contend for the staff lead in wins. I think when they get him back, it's a huge addition. But I am going to go with Justin Steele. He's got dirty stuff. He's a lefty. He is crafty. But he can also run it up in the high 90s when he has to. Dirty breaking ball. And I think he's a gamer. I'm going Justin Steele. Uh, I don't hate that pick. Uh, uh, that that would have been my other guy I considered. But I'm going to go back to our boy Wisniewski. And for this reason, uh, yeah, we just talked about what he can do, given given the opportunity he's going to get this year and, and some of his nasty stuff. And we know Strowman's at the front end of that rotation. Yep. Um, but when you're at the back end of that rotation, when you're in the five spot, for at least a while before things start to shake up and mix and match, you're getting other teams number fives. Means you're going to get some run support. Means he's got a chance to get off to a quick start when it comes to wins. That's what I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bank on Wisniewski for that one. Wow. Okay. Who leads the Chicago Cubs in home runs this year? 
Oh, man. Well, that is a really tough one, right? Because what, what are we asking? We're kind of asking, is Cody Bellinger going to be back? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're asking whether Wisdom's going to play enough that they'll, that they'll uh, tolerate his strikeouts. Is Suzuki going to break through when he gets back in the lineup? He's going to miss too much time to be in the mix. I mean, there's all kinds of little little pieces. And to it's it. sounding like Suzuki might get back sooner than they may have originally thought. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I'm hearing, and 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 so that would bode well for him. I mean, he's got some serious pop when he squares it up. I'm going to go with Patrick Wisdom with 30 home runs. That's one for every seven strikeouts this year. Wow. Okay. I thought about this hard, and I'm like, do I go Cody Bellinger? Is Trey Mancini, since he's going to be in right field a lot till Suzuki comes back, and then he'll DH and play some first and fill in in the outfield from time to time. Then I thought about Dansby Swanson, but I've seen too many newcomers like Moises Halou struggle in their first go-round with day baseball, cold weather. So I am going to have to say that the Cubs' home run leader this year is Cody Bellinger. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. So that's where I'm going. Cody Bellinger. All right. When does Matt Mervis get promoted? Okay, I got I got the exact date. There's an off day on June 1st, right at the end of a homestand. Mm-hmm. Got two full months in. They open up a road trip in San Diego and then go to the Angels and then go to the Giants after that. That's where he makes his debut. They call him up for that road trip. He takes off to the West Coast. And that means that Eric Hosmer's out. Uh, wow. At the end of May. That means that Eric Hosmer hasn't gotten it done and they're not going to go through the circus of taking him to San Diego. That's my call. That's when Mervis comes up. June 1st, debuts June 2nd. Okay. Anthony Rizzo, I believe, was called up June 27th. Service time is still a thing. So I'm going to say June 27th, the same day that Rizzo got called up. <laughs> and that happens to be my wedding anniversary. So it works. Wow, your your wait, your your anniversary is the day Rizzo got which one of those do you celebrate every year? Rizzo, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Mindy. Um, okay. Do either Nico or Dansby win a gold glove? Do both. I'll go first. One of them will win a gold glove, but it's not Dansby Swanson, it's Nico Horner. He wins it at second base. You stole my thunder. So Nico Horner was a finalist already there two years ago. Correct. And he was a stud at shortstop last year and didn't get into that finalist list. Mm-hmm. He's going to be right at home and it's going to be, uh, he, he's going to be able to display his shortstop athleticism with no shifts as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be just an ideal fit for him. I do think, I do think both wind up as gold glove finalists this year. But I just think you got Lindor in the league still, you know, uh, Brandon Crawford in San Francisco. I mean, he's like 75 years old, but he won one uh, just a couple of years ago. And he's he's going to be he's still there. And Nick Ahmed won back to back. And if if Tatis is healthy, you never know. Well, Tatis is playing right field now. Bogarts is their new shortstop. Oh, that's a good point for completely spaced that. That's right. 
They right. moved so, I forgot. Shame on me. So I think I think uh, Nick Ahmed's going to get a chance to shine again uh, with no shifts and and that, the athletic ability in the middle infield. And Arizona's going to be pretty good. Lindor is Lindor, and and you've got Crawford. So I don't. I, I agree Not with you. Not one of your beloved Cardinals. <laughs> My beloved Cardinals. We'll get back to that one. Um, but no, I think uh, I think Dansby's right in the mix. I don't think he quite makes it this year. All right, Cubs. Buy or sell, and if they are selling, who are they selling? You go you, first. No, you 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 go first. World Series, man. Because if you're picking a World Series, I mean, you must be picking them to buy. And I just don't want to hear the word Shohei Otani in this answer. They are going to buy, but they're going to buy something because I think they're still a year away. I think they'll be better. They are going to buy something that they can utilize going forward not something hmm. they may go get a bullpen guy a speed guy you know something for august september but they're going their big purchase is going to be acquiring somebody that they go plug and play right there doesn't that kind of describe what they what they did when they traded scott efros for hayden wisniewski last year Bingo. that was they sold they were selling, but it became a buy for 2023. Is that what you're kind of saying? Um, I think it could be a bigger name than a Hayden Wisniewski. I'm talking about an established, an established major guy. leaguer that maybe has a year left before free agency or is locked into a deal. Not somebody that walks in the fall. No. it. They look and go, you know what? Before free agency, we're getting that dude. Is this a pitcher, you think? I'm thinking that they add a top of the line because they'll be going into the final year of Strowman. He only signed a three-year deal. Right. They he can opt out, by the way, too. He what? I think uh, he can yeah, opt out, he after, can opt out after this year. Correct. That's correct. So I think they go out and get a top of the line starter that they want to have under control. Well, that, that I'll... I'll be waiting with bated breath for, for the deadline because that'll be fascinating to watch if you're even close to right, just the, the machinations of that. That's I think they're going to be sellers. Look, the, the league is really tough. The top end of the league is really tough. The top end of the American League is really tough. And we have a, a more balanced schedule this year. So there's going to be less games against the Pirates and the Reds. And uh, there's going to be a few more against some of those other beasts. I think they're going to be out of it. I, I think they will be a better team. I don't know if it'll necessarily show in the final record because I do think that they'll they'll be they'll take steps forward in some areas and be ready to take another big step next year. But they're going to wind up being sellers, and they've got a roster again built for that. And I think the guy to watch—I mean, obviously Bellinger's a guy to watch if he's having a good year and the team's not right. That's that's an obvious trade piece, a guy on a one-year contract. But the guy in my mind that's most intriguing is Kyle Hendricks, because if he comes back healthy, he's got big game pedigree, game seven pedigree, beat Kershaw to win a pennant. If he's pitching like he has after recovering from this shoulder thing, he's going to be highly valuable. He's also going to be, well, he won't be quite a rental player because he's got a, an option year left on that contract. Right. Um, but 
They've traded everybody else. He's the last guy. I don't think they're going to hesitate to trade him if they can get the value back for him. And keep this in mind. This is this is for, for as good a relationship as they have with this guy. If they pick up his option next year, which is fairly modest, and they go into next year and they want to trade him. In July, I think 10th, he hits his 10-year anniversary. They can his, block it. That's a 10-5 guy now with right. full no trade rights. And those 10-5 rights, when it comes to the union, are, are, are way more scrutinized um, when it comes to waiving them than just contractual no trade rights. So um, if you're going to move him, you move him before then. It's a great point. Okay. Team MVP. I already went there, right? Nico Horner. Nico Horner's my team MVP. Um, I think other guys are poised to have good years. I like the potential of the pitching staff to produce a couple of good years, maybe even more than the lineup. But I think Nico's going to be that guy that every time you look up, he's doing something. He's getting a couple of hits. He's walking. He's doing something in the field. I think at the end, his numbers are going to look pretty good. He's not going to have the power numbers. He might he might steal a few bags with these new rules rules changes and the bigger bases, and and I think he's going to hit for a pretty high average. He's going to have quite a few doubles. I think he's he's a guy that's going to break out this year. Okay, my team MVP is one guy for two different reasons. On the field this year, when he comes back, say Suzuki is going to be a freaking beast. Mm. He's going to be their best player. He's going to win the MVP. And then when the Cubs signed Shohei Otani, it started with, <laughs> I invited him. Take You're that. out of your friggin' mind. <laughs> I know Mr. Ricketts watches this. I've heard he does. Mr. <laughs> Ricketts, get the checkbook out. You'll make all the money back. Which, which, which Ricketts? That would be Tom. Oh, okay. The whole family is involved. Laura, Todd, Pete, and Tom. The whole family uh, watches us? Pete watches us? No, I don't think Pete watches us. I thought you meant who's all involved in the decision. All four. No, I just Tom's wondered who watched us. Tom, Tom is the one that's watching. All right. Um, surprise team in Major League Baseball. Ooh, I, I want to go first. I'll let you go first. Brandon Hyde's Baltimore Orioles. And you might say they were the surprise team of last year. And you would be right. They're better this year, man. They they have uh, their their stud catcher. Um, I got my I got my cheat sheet right over here on these guys. Um, they uh, they've got the maybe the best maybe the best rookie in the game in Gunnar Henderson joins the mix this year. Yeah, they had Adley Rushman last year. Adley Rushman last year. He might be the best catcher in in in, in a in a pretty loaded division. Uh, right, right now they've got a lineup that can hit. They've got a group that can catch the ball. They they got young athletes. They've got just enough starting pitching. They had a terrific bullpen last year, and I expect that to be good. Um, and they've got uh, they've got some young pitchers too that can come in and help them. I think you know they won eighty three games last year. The Yankees are going through a hellacious stretch with injuries. They might take a step back before they rebound this year. And the Orioles could be one of those teams that take advantage. If they make a seven-game improvement over last year, which is not crazy. That's 90 wins. 
Yeah, and let me give you one more stat. Remember, we talked about this, this more balanced schedule. Last year, everybody played each division opponent 19 times. This, this year is going to be 12 or 13. Last year, they had a losing record against the AL East opponents. They had a, a losing record against each team in the AL East. The Orioles were 49 and 37 against everybody else. They're going to get a lot more games against everybody else this year. And I expect that to additionally make a difference. Well, I am going to go in the same league, different team. They've got one of the best managers in the history of the sport now there. The Texas Rangers are going to be your surprise team. I think the Texas Rangers are going to win that division. And I think the Texas Rangers, people are going to look and go, wow, you spend a little money, you go hire a competent, not firing on the last manager. I don't watch enough Rangers baseball. This guy's a monster, a Hall of Famer. No doubt. No doubt. And, and and it all hinges on one thing, right? The big money pitcher they signed, Jacob DeGrom, best pitcher on the planet. Got to be healthy. When he's healthy. He needs to make 30 starts, and he hasn't done that in four years. But if he does that, oh, man, I, I, don't, I don't hate that pick either, Cap. All right. Uh, we have got a couple more categories here, and then we'll do a little national stuff. Uh, the MVP of MLB. All, the, all, the, all of it? All of it. Well, you know who my National League MVP is. Yeah, I do. I our love guy, him dearly. I don't think he's winning the MVP. Our, our guy, Wilson, who has never received an MVP vote in his career despite starting three All-Star games. Cup fans will puke. If Wilson Contreras is the MVP, oh, my goodness. I can't he's, wait to talk to him and watch him laugh. If he's ever going to do it, he's in the right place at the right time in his career to do it this year. Nobody's more vote motivated. He's massive talent. He's healthy. They've done some things with him and work behind the plate. If that team does real well and he puts up some good numbers, he'll get votes. And I then agree. Just, I and agree. Then, and then it's a matter of whether some voters think that he put him over the top and he's that valuable. So that's my that's my dark horse pick in that league. But in the majors, the young guy, the the, the young guy in Seattle, um, Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. Uh, that guy. That guy, as good uh, as he was last year, he's just getting started. And I think that team's going to be really friggin' good. And they're going to challenge They're going to challenge both those teams from Texas in that division, and they might win it. And if they win it, he's the MVP. And I think he would be the MVP of MLB. Okay. Here's – I'm going to paint a scenario. You and I are going to be at Wrigley. By, by the way, can I, can I throw in one other caveat? The reason that I'm – that you don't hear the word Shohei Otani out of my mouth on this because I think he's going to get traded to the national league before the season's out. And that's going to essentially eliminate him from either league's MVP award. Okay. I'm going Shohei Otani. And I was going to paint a scenario that next late fall, you and I, December, you and I are at Wrigley getting ready to tape a Cubs recap podcast about Shohei coming to the Cubs and the Raiders. American League MVP is now coming to the Windy City, baby. I'm going Shohei. Well, to your point, we did say Major League Baseball MVP. So, right. He, yeah, he, 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 that could happen. Sure. All right. 
Who wins the NL Central? Brewers with all that pitching, and they're going to get just enough out of uh, this terrain kid. And Willie Adamas is going to have a good year. And I think Yelich won't be a dog. So I, I think I think it's the Brewers. Yeah, I have to go with the Cardinals. I think they have two of the top 10 or 12 players in the sport in Goldschmidt and Arenado. Mm -hmm. You know what I think of Wilson Contreras. Love the dude. Wish he was still here with the Cubs. Uh, I think they will add pitching during the season if they have to, but they have solid starting pitching. they got a solid bullpen. They're good defensively. So I think the Cardinals do win the NL Central. Cubs record. Oh, well, what did we say? Vegas says 77. Um, two of the other major projection models or half game either side of that. So here's, I have to explain this, right? I think they'll be better, a better team than last but, year's. But the record might not show it. The good? record might not be much better at all because I think that they're going to shed at the deadline and they might take a step back. Now, last year they shed at the deadline and they actually got better. So that could happen again, too. But assuming that they don't get better after making some trades at the deadline, I'm going to say 75, 76 wins. Okay. I have the Cubs 82 and 80. They win 82 ball games. I have a ticket on the Cubs over 77 and a half wins. And that's where I think they go. No matter what they do at the deadline, I believe they win 82 games. Fall just short. And then we pluck Shohei, drop him in the lineup. <laughs> Here we go. That would be uh, that. The, never mind the Shohei part. That would be a very successful season and step forward for this group, no question about it. And like I said, I think they could take a step forward without it necessarily showing in their record. Because remember, last year when they finished the season and there was all that talk about how great they pitched and and what their record was after the All Star break. I mean, God, you could. How many of those guys could you bank on going forward that were left on that team? Not very many. You maybe count them on one hand, six or seven at the most. Um, so if they can come away feeling like they got half of a real roster that's worth something going into next offseason, they can start thinking playoffs next year. Gordon, have a great rest of your day, man. We'll be taping again soon. Baseball is back. I look forward to hanging out with you at Wrigley. Sounds great, man. All right. For Gordon Wittenmeyer at GW Cub on Twitter, I'm at the Catman on Twitter. I'm David Kaplan. This is the Cubs Recap Podcast right here on our Recap channel on YouTube and available anywhere on the audio side that you get your podcasts. Enjoy the season. Don't forget, recaps after every Chicago Cubs game. Take that.